Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Hi, I'm your host, Leela B, and yes, I really am a modern day monk. But to be honest, I'm not all that different from you. I'm still subjected to the chaos that's part of a busy life and world. I'm far from perfect and I've got plenty of issues, but I've found a way to be happy anyway. So welcome to Daring to be Happy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Remember, you can qualify for a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial simply by going to leelab.life forward slash audible. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Susanna Ruderhill. Susanna is from Sweden, but her work in international peace and security has led her to living in various conflict countries around the world, including Congo and Mali, where she supports women in their local communities and advocates for women's rights. And it may come as no surprise to you that she also happens to be a meditation teacher. Welcome, Susanna. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really happy to talk to you. I'm so pleased we got a chance to catch up before we all leave here tomorrow. Yes, finally. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you have a pretty impressive resume. <laughs> and it still sounds quite otherworldly in a way. How did you get started in working for the United Nations and working for in, in peace building? It started quite early as a child or as a young uh, person. I was really interested in the world, in the world around me. And we had conversations at home about different situations around the world, about in Africa, in Asia. I was aware of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's thanks to my mom. Uh, She was very active and she was supporting a lot of groups and we had newspapers at home about different countries. And it was always there. It was always a part of my everyday life growing up. We also supported refugee families that came to our little town and... It was, yeah, it was constantly present there. Mm-hmm. So I always had the desire to to know more about that and to see how I could contribute and make a positive impact to to others. And yeah, I had also, I had a really, you know, interest in, in difference and different ways of living and seeing mm-hmm. the world. So how does someone get started in working in peace building and... <laughs> with the United Nations. Did you, what did you study? I studied human rights uh-huh. in yeah. university, but it was, it was my will, my willingness to, to work for these causes. Mm-hmm. And I started as a volunteer when I was a teenager. We started a human rights group when I grew up with a few friends. We met every week. We did petitions. We did exhibitions. We had all kinds of fun activities. We had a whole human rights day at school with everyone joining and we had lots of different activities. So did you have um and you see international at your school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did. And I was part of the UN association in my little town and yeah, it was really you know, it was just a natural pull in me to be involved and to be to be contributing in in one way or another. So I just saw that 
yeah being presented to me and and I had really good friends that we we enjoyed doing that together so mm. it was all very joyful and fun and we felt that we were part of something bigger something important and yeah there was it was a dream for 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 us to to do that so yeah. it just started like that and then there was opportunities to to travel I, I went to Uganda when I still was in high school and that had a massive impact mm, wow. on me uh, seeing how people live in in other parts of the world and that we have so different conditions and uh, yeah that we definitely can share more in Sweden for example of of our skills of our wealth of our yeah abundance that we have with other parts of the world but also that I, I learned a lot from <laughs> from their way of, of of living and from from another yeah approach to life that we have maybe forgotten in, in Sweden how to be more taking care of each other you know to be more in in families and being more supportive of the communities and working together and also being working more closely to nature being mm -hmm. more in touch with nature and taking care about I mean, what we eat and where it goes and really seeing uh, life in a more holistic way, mm -hmm. maybe. More simple. Yeah, 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 more simple, more down to earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so how did you then kind of get start getting into meditation? Good question. Uh, I did some dance when I was younger mm -hmm. and some yoga. I was interested in, like, well-being and... Yeah, staying healthy. Uh, but then uh, my sister, mm -hmm. Kalyani, yeah. she had tried this meditation. She was a yoga teacher and she, she was more testing different kinds of meditation and yoga and so mm -hmm. on. And so she went to this particular meditation course and she was completely blown away by the simplicity and effectiveness of this particular meditation. And she decided immediately that she wanted to be a teacher in mm -hmm. this meditation so that made me curious also to try it out and she organized a course in Sweden that I went to and it was the first experience for me where someone encouraged me to just rest from my thoughts and and just allow the thoughts but that I did not have to engage in thoughts, in thinking. Mm -hmm. And it was such a relief for me that that particular experience, I, had, I hadn't had that before. I've had, of course I'd had glimpses of that, but someone actually encouraging me <laughs> to not engage in critical analytical thinking was like, wow, <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> There is a different way of resting. So I felt a huge relief and it gave me a very deep rest that weekend course. And it made me interested in what meditation could give, that it could give another quality of life, another way of yeah, functioning. 
And then I went to a, to a retreat and that's when I discovered that I actually have a choice. That I can choose in any moment to be present and to live my life from there. And that for me was something revolutionary, something completely, yeah, like a completely new discovery for me. And it made me absolutely sure that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, no matter what I'll do on the outside, no matter what I'll work with, where I'll go, of course I want to live my life from this present moment to be aware and engaged in whatever I'll do. And, and that completely, yeah, changed my life. Not so much maybe on the outside. I, I've still continued to work for peace building, for women's empowerment in different parts of the world. It's my passion <laughs> questions that I always work for. But I feel that I do it from a different space, from a different perspective. That is not, it's not coming from like a stressful um, struggle, mm -hmm. something that, you know, you put pressure on and you have to change something on the outside necessarily, but it's more coming from a joy to, to just be of service and to, to meet people from different parts of the world, to exchange um, experiences and knowledge that we have and just see how we can make the world a better place together. But, it, but it's so different for me to work uh, from that awareness, from that living experience of being present. It, it has created an enormous amount of joy and ease and fluidity in my life and I can't imagine living without <laughs> that, that experience. Wow, that's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you are living in, you worked in the Congo for two, two or three years and that was in quite small communities, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure there are moments amongst all that beautiful kind of simplicity that are also quite stressful. How did your meditation practice help you in those kind of environments? It definitely helped me. It was absolutely necessary for me. Most people, they don't stay for two or three years in those mm. contexts. They, they stay maybe half a year or a maximum one year. But I... I feel that it's thanks to my meditation practice that I actually enjoyed it so much and wanted to stay for longer. Mm -hmm. Because as you say, there are many challenges where, that we are not used to. Having like, not having water access all the time, electricity access, very random. And um, yeah, having to deal with a lot of issues that you face and um, that just driving through through the town can be a very time consuming and very very challenging task to have while you 
maybe you're used to everything going very smoothly and running very easily, you all of a sudden have to come into discussions about the most basic things, about having to pass a road or having to access basic food or, yeah, just just these kind of, um, yeah, basic human necessities that we are so used to having and we're so taking for granted when we live in a, in a place like Spain or Sweden. Mm. So, I mean, I, and I did see different reactions to that among my friends. I mean, either you can, you can ask yourself, why is this happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I so far away from my family? Why doesn't internet work? Why don't I have my, my tea here that I love or my favorite chocolate or, you know, all of that or you can see the wonders that are there in everyday life and all the helpful people around you that wants to support you and be there for you and I definitely had that experience that I was really really fortunate to live there to to have amazing friends that helped me out in all kinds of situations where whenever I had a problem, whenever things broke or I didn't have water or whatever, there was always someone there to support me and to invite me for, for dinner or for a shower if I couldn't have it at home. Um, or, you know, just like waking up, having an avocado tree in your garden. <laughs> going out having your own kayak going out on the lake and, and kayaking in a in the sunset in on Lake Kivu those were like just golden moments and I had so many of those during my my time in Congo so yeah. I feel very lucky to have lived there to have come close to people there awesome and do you think because you kind of had this tool that allowed you to be able to manage you know that environment easier you could spend more time there were you able to then kind of provide more continuity in the work and make a bigger difference in the work do you think I definitely think that that helped I mean when you have change of staff all the time it doesn't give a good continue continuity to to the work for sure and it's actually it's after some time that you actually start to get to know people and you start to know a little bit more about the context and you start to maybe understand a little bit about the complexities of of working in that environment and how you best can contribute and and in what way you can actually make a contribution so definitely i it was a huge it was a huge gift that i had that tool to allow me to just be calm and content with with that situation and to to yeah to to give me energy and to recharge myself automatically every day yeah so yeah i got really good friends and we worked in a really good team there so it, it was it was a very very interesting experience and and I do feel that it, it was all the time an exchange 
like um, I learned so much from people that I work with mm-hmm. there and my role was not so much to you know give knowledge or whatever it was more like supporting those who are already working for change who are already working for peace in that context but it is a very very challenging context so mm-hmm. if I can facilitate their work in any way that's how I can yeah support peace building basically in in the Congo that I can facilitate them coming together I can facilitate their their organizations to work better in a better way I can uh, facilitate them meeting with international decision makers or even at national level I can be a mediator in, in those kind of situations that can be helpful Wow, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, I know you're shortly about to begin a new job, and this time you're going to Mali. Yes. (laughs) What will you be doing in Mali? Well, I don't really know. (laughs) Uh, I learn uh, bit by bit, but I'm going to be an advisor uh, for Women, Peace and Security. So it's about making sure that the peace process in Mali is inclusive and sustainable so that not half the population is completely excluded from Mm -hmm. decision making and that girls as well as boys, women as well as men have a voice in their own development in their own country. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to to build a more sustainable peace, that's well, a part of my task let's see what what concretely that how that will look like but yeah um it's it's going to be very interesting um to be to to come to mali and uh, i don't know so much about the region it's a different kind of context than congo it has had a different kind of problematics although both contexts have faced a lot of poverty and conflicts and those kind of intra-community tensions you can find in both countries but but the 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 nature of the conflict is a little bit different um have you been able to take the meditation that you teach into you know the communities that you've been working in yes yay (laughs) Uh, it it's interesting because wherever you go people always look for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to experience joy. Everyone wants to experience more peace. Everyone wants to experience more contentment and inner security. So those conversations always start, whether you're in Congo or in South Sudan or in Stockholm or in Spain. London, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've... I did um, teach a few courses in when I lived in Congo, both for international the international community working there, and also for friends in in Congo that I, I got to know. So it's very for me it was very easy and straightforward to to talk about meditation in Congo because. It's something that 
I felt that those people that I talked to that are already, they were already working for peace mm. on the outside. Mm. They felt the huge relief to also experience that on the inside. That they are often very stressed out. They are activists fighting for, you know, peace day and night. But them themselves feel a lot of anxiety and stress and maybe they cannot sleep in the night because of they have experienced stress or traumas or violence in their da daily lives. So for them to have a tool to actually rest and feel peace inside was huge. And it helped them immensely to, to just you know stay peace, stay in their own peace even if they had those stressful situations around them it just also helped in you know improve sleep and made their lives easier mm. uh, I had one one that um, one participant that told me that she was in a situation where she had gunfire where she was where she had like uh, soldiers around her that were shooting and were searching for people and she started to use the techniques, she started to meditate and she just felt that she felt completely calm and she just felt that everything like calmed down around her, that she had a positive impact in that situation mm -hmm. and, and that she, the, the soldiers that were around her, that they kind of also calmed down and, and that they didn't touch her or, or the people around her. Wow. Yeah, so... It does have an effect. I mean, what we experience on the outside has immediate effect on our, on the, our environment around us. And we know that we want to be with people who are happy. We want to be around people who are joyful and who, who likes to laugh and who has that calm inside. So, of course, I mean, we are all connected. It's, it's so apparent that it's... I, I think it will come more and more that we realize that we also have to work with our own inner peace to actually see peace on the outside and, and that has been my experience wow and have the i don't know if you know the answer to this but is the united nations like open and supportive of you using and teaching this meditation technique is it something you have done officially or have gone to them and said hey let's like it's, everyone needs this if they're going out into the field. <laughs> this is just what's coming to me right now. Like, yeah. I didn't work for the UN in Congo. Yeah. I worked for the Swedish Foundation. But I, I was in touch with those working for the UN. And some of them were from India. So they practice yoga. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and they do actually now celebrate International Yoga Day at the UN. Oh, cool. So we did have a, a joint celebration together. And that was really beautiful. So I do think that it's becoming more and more apparent mm -hmm. and more yeah evident that this needs to happen that we also need to take care of our of ourselves yeah absolutely to to sustain in these kind of environments and to have a positive impact mm -hmm. yeah i'm just saying it's very similar to you know when we've got the, had the opportunity to go into schools and teach the students and the mm -hmm. teachers go into the prisons and teach the prisoners and the staff mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's having such a positive impact throughout entire organisations. Yeah. And supporting, yeah, kind of all sides of an organisation. Definitely. And that's what I would like to say as well. I mean, it might sound like very exotic or different what I do, but it's not. I mean, I, I'm just working to contribute positively to other people's lives and that's what everyone can do mm. wherever they are mm. in schools in prisons or in shops or in retreats or wherever you work you can have that positive impact mm. so just and it and people don't even need to know what you're doing or how you're doing it no it's like this little secret weapon your, your meditation <laughs> practice yeah <laughs> Yeah, it definitely feels like my anchor. Yeah. That I always have that to come back and to recharge and just to recenter and to be present in life. It's the most, most natural thing. I mean, it's the natural way of living. We just got too caught up in our minds and stressed out, and it doesn't serve, it doesn't help us being so absorbed in thinking, in negative emotions and anxiety it it won't help people mm. on the outside so the best thing we can do is to choose choose for happiness choose for peace and share that with others yeah <laughs> yeah ultimately that's what we want to see i mean whether you are working for the united nations or in a school or you know, we want to see people happy, living in dignity, in being well and and contributing positively to their communities. I mean, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we're at the part of the show now, which we, we, we play with the playful questions. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, I love mussels, I have to mussels? say. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from the north inland of Sweden, so it doesn't it's not something that I got when I was little. Yeah. But uh, I just love seafood and especially mussels. It's something that is And so the mussels that you get in Sweden, are they um like quite big or are they like little baby ones or I guess most of them are imported from France. <laughs> but we do have mussels in the south of Sweden, I know. They are a little bit smaller yeah. than usual. Because the ones we get in New Zealand are, like, quite big. Oh, wow. But I've had them in France, and they're, like, they'd be way super undersized if you were to have them in New Zealand. But you get them in this little bowl full of butter. and Yeah, yeah. with garlic. Yeah, yeah. And different sizes, so you see that they're really natural. And I had this experience just this year of actually picking mussels. Oh, cool. I learned that you can actually go and pick your own mussels yeah. by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite conscious book or movie? A Mindful Choice, of course. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah, the movie. We love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, because um, I've seen how meditation can have such an impact positive impact in my own life and in other lives so mm. this film just shows that 
so 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 strongly and in a very very beautiful way so i recommend that movie to yeah. everyone yeah well we had sally on the show a few weeks ago oh yeah. nice yeah. <laughs> lucky you yeah any books that you love books are you a reader i read mostly actually work stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I don't read so much uh, on like novels and things like that. Have you tried audio books? I have actually. I yeah. I, I started <laughs> mostly actually to learn French, um, <laughs> but it was on meditation. It was uh, Eckhart Tolle, yeah, Power Now. So that was really beautiful. That was really nice actually to listen to. Did you listen listen to that in English or French? In French, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. If you like audiobooks and want to improve your language abilities, you can even listen to The Power of Now in French. And I've checked. It's available on Audible. So head to leelabee.life forward slash audible and you can even make that your first free book, if you like, during your 30-day trial. So what's your favourite place in the world? Because you've been a lot of places. I love coming home to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> the more I travel yeah. and the more places I see, I just appreciate so much to come back to my hometown mm-hmm. or, you know, to come to the north of Sweden where everything is just quiet and calm and easy and you have that closeness to the nature as mm. well. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful country. It is. So what brings you joy? Love. Oh, <laughs> nice answer. Yeah. Uh, that was unexpected. I don't know. <laughs> <It> just came. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, that feeling of connection mm-hmm. with people that you you have, it doesn't have to be like a, in a relationship kind of love, mm-hmm. but that feeling that we are all humans and we all have the same heart you know we all have the same desires and feelings and yeah we can all connect in whether we are from Mali or Congo wherever we come from we where we are just humans yeah that's awesome that's beautiful so what still can trip you up and make you lose your peace Whoa! <laughs> My boyfriend. <laughs> That's a common answer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, when there is like just uh, when you've not had like enough rest and you've just been like going on and working and traveling and and then you are like much more easily you know, pushed in. Triggered. Yeah, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can have very, very short patience or yep. low patience. <laughs> right. So basically love brings you joy and it can also wind you up. Yes. Yeah. Great. Because <laughs> we're all humans. So. Yes. <laughs> we are. <laughs> What's the greatest lesson meditation has given you? That everything is here. Mm. That there is nothing more to search for. This moment is 
absolutely perfect and full and rich and abundant of everything you can wish for. And you can, there is nothing else to compare with that. Nothing on the outside can compare to that experience. And have you got a parting piece of wisdom directed towards anyone who's got a desire to learn more about who they really are, to find more inner peace and contentment? Find a practice that resonates with you mm-hmm. and commit to it. Yeah. Like really commit to it because if you don't, it doesn't work. Like if you just go to an to a meditation course and you do it a little bit here, a little bit there, it will maybe give you better sleep or a little bit more peace. But if you really commit and you know follow the instructions and <laughs> do your practice every day, it will change your life completely. Amazing. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Susanna, for joining us. Oh, one more question. Yeah, sure. Your, um, your meditation name is Shri when yes. you're teaching. What does Shri mean? <laughs> I always forget to ask people this. Yeah, Shri means the beautiful, the radiant, the splendid, the glorious, and the goddess of treasure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it is you, though. Um, yeah, because I would just want to praise you because you are so much like a radiant being. And I actually had a student come up to me here on the retreat the other day and say to me, she's like, you and Shri have got the best smiles here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> and um, you do. Your smile is so radiant. And I think just you've got this real, this gentleness with you and approachability and safe kind of safety. You bring safety and your heart is so big and so wide open and you're so willing to give and like the work and I think that's so reflected in the work that you're doing and I, I just think it's absolutely remarkable <laughs> um the, the stuff that you do and the places that you're willing to go and to commit to um and and live in which are not easy environments to live in but you do it because you know you're your drive is so deep and so pure to be supporting, empowering, you know, women in these, you know, difficult and developing countries. And I just think it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Thank you, Lila. It was such a joy to talk to you and to spend this moment with you. And I, I must, I mean, just second that to you. You know, I feel completely the same with you. You are such a safe and beautiful, soft and warm and (laughs) generous being. (laughs) It's just uh, such a joy to be around you. Yeah, well, I'm so pleased we had this opportunity to catch up again. And I wish you all the best on your new adventure in Mali. Thank you. Love you. My sincerest thanks to Susanna for joining me today. What an incredible 
first-hand experience she was able to share with us that no matter who we are and where we are from, we are all looking for the same thing, peace, joy and freedom from stress. She is totally playing big and showing up fully for life and spreading peace not just in a practical and external sense, in the areas of the world that need it most, but she's also sharing the gift of meditation with both the locals of these developing countries and those who are working to support them. And she is so humble about it. And it's nothing dramatic really. You know what I've done in my life, it's just, I just follow my passion and I just do it. Susanna shared that even though it could sometimes still prove challenging for her, what brought her the most joy in life was both love and connection. If you would like help improving love and connection in your life, don't forget to download my free pink light meditation, which is part of my eight top resources for building, maintaining, and committing to your meditation practice. You can simply head to leelabee.life forward slash top tips in order to receive those resources. Once again, that's leelabee.life forward slash top tips. <laughs> and so with that, I wish to express my gratitude to you for listening and praise you for your willingness to show up, play big, be courageous, find peace and live happy.